everyone, and welcome back to Identity Insights by Indicio. I'm your host, Tim Spring, and today I'm joined by Indicio's CTO, Ken Ebert, and he's here to discuss the digital identity industry as a whole and what makes it so exciting. Thank you for joining me today, Ken. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm Ken Ebert. I'm the CTO at Indicio and one of the co-founders of the company. Um, I've been in the identity space for a little over six years now. Uh, I got started with the found the Sovereign Foundation, working as a uh, um, software architect and working on the open standards to try to make uh, better and more usable um, standards so that the, the technology would all interoperate together. It's been fun to be kind of in from the beginning and uh, to watch the the industry grow and the adoption take off. It's, that's been an exciting part of the journey. Um, watching sometimes watching the standards and is kind of like watching sausage being made it's uh, a little bit grueling and uh, um, but the end product is what I really get excited about and seeing uh, people being able to use this to help protect their privacy and to share data in a way that the end user has more control of of the data themselves and the quality of the data for the relying parties is uh, increased as well so there's a lot of benefits to the technology and, uh, and as a person as a human I liked seeing um, the identity protected a little bit more than uh, has been in the past with uh, uh, some of the, the larger tech companies. So let's go back to kind of how you got your start there. You said you started at the Sovereign Foundation. Uh, I'm curious, what brought you to digital identity specifically? Digital identity um, is something that I'd worked with in the previous 10 years in medical analytics, looking at um, the master patient index problem where large uh, data sets are brought together in health information exchanges and trying to correlate the identities and make sure that you correctly match the right attributes from two different patients to make sure that their, their medical records are appropriately merged uh, and not overmatching or undermatching. If you, if you overmatch, you, you, you may end up with a situation where um, you include records in a patient's medical history that aren't really theirs, they're somebody else's. And that can cause disastrous uh, consequences if uh, doctors are relying on that information. If you undermatch, they might have to repeat expensive or painful tests to get the same information that might have already been readily available. Uh, so identity it was is part of the medical analytics uh, field, and uh, you run into a lot of problems with trying to correlate people correctly. This, that problem would go away if people held their own identity and shared it with the institutions instead of the institutions creating identity and then trying to correlate them or integrate them, which is uh, both costly, time-consuming, and um, uh, has uh, high liabilities and risks associated with it. So in that medical analytics space, I got a, a flavor for uh, how people are identified or poorly identified and what uh, could be done to improve it. And that was kind of a natural uh, transition into the decentralized identity um, ecosystem that uh, Sovereign was promoting. All right. Now you paint a, a pretty good picture there of just why identity is so important, particularly if right you have to redo tests that are you don't want to redo. Um, so why decentralization then as the approach to kind of fix that problem? Decentralization uh, helps move the data to uh, to be under the stewardship of the person to whom it belongs, and they can control the sharing of it. This gets rid of. Uh, the direct integrations between uh, different organizations. The person is the integration point. They, they choose what data to share, with whom, and where they want to share it, and how much of the data they want to share. 
that gives them the ability to perform the integration simply by following the standard protocols. The, the data can be shared through the issuance process and then shared on the other side with the verifier uh, without a direct integration from issuer to verifier and uh, the corresponding knowledge that that gives the issuers of what data is being used when and where and uh, the tracking ability that that, that uh, uh, imposes. So um, the decentralization part of it has multiple benefits. One of them is the control issue that we've already talked about. Another one is the, uh, the cost structure of it because the integration is performed by me, the patient, or me, the, the customer. I can uh, perform that uh, service of transmitting the data in a reliable way still. The cryptography covers the, I can't tamper with it or um, change the values of the fields to say that I'm uh, my bank account balance is not X, it's now 10X. Um, you can't do that because the cryptography will reveal that to the verifier. So the data can be securely transmitted without that painful integration process, the time and money that goes into that. Plus, once you get lots of companies involved, you, if you have a thousand companies, you have a thousand way integration problem uh, with uh, following decentralization and uh, putting the credentials in the hands of the end users. Uh, it's a, they, um, have to implement one methodology and follow the protocols. And if that's true, then each person can perform the integration with the credentials, no matter what source they came from, to a, a, a relying party. And so it, it um, in some ways simplifies the, the complexity of the system because if everybody follows the protocols, then everybody can be uh, sharing the same types of credentials amongst them, the different organizations and people without um, having to do an N-way uh, integration effort. Legislatively, that's also uh, a lot more simple as well because I'm sharing the data about myself. I don't have to you know, have every person comply with the HIPAA laws of how things are going to be shared. There's no uh, business associate agreements and all that legal complexity of a direct integration. I'm sharing my data. I can share it with whoever I want to. Um, and the organization's not taking on that liability. I am, it's, but it's my data, so I can, I can take on that liability. It's, it should have been mine all along. So you've been in the space, right, working in the decentralized digital identity space, specifically for a little while now, right? First at Sovereign and then co-founding in DCO. Uh, I'm curious how you've seen, you know, either legislatively or technologically, like how has the space grown and evolved uh, since you've been here? So legislatively is an indicator of the maturity or the growing maturity of the market. The market's still not super mature. It's not ubiquitous and everywhere. But as you see um, governments and uh, organizations adopting decentralized identity, that's a, a sign of their beginning to understand the benefits, beginning to understand how it works. Uh, some of the legislation is awesome. Some of the legislation relies on uh, technologies or, or prohibits technologies that would do a better job of uh, preserving privacy for individuals. But uh, in all the, the, in total, the move towards decentralization of identity by governments and, and large organizations in particular, I think is a move in the right direction and helps protect people and make their data safer and make their data uh, more within the control of the individual. Uh, the, the source of the data is still coming from uh, government, for instance, but now I have it in my hands in a reliable form that I can share. Just like my plastic driver's license, I can share data that came from the government in a reliable way that uh, somebody can rely on and uh, have accurate data. It also eliminates the copying of or photoshopping of my 
identity documents and shipping them around. That, that kind of thing is uh, fraud prone and uh, error prone. And so by putting it into a digital form that is uh, uh, cryptographically uh, verifiable allows for the data to be shared in a way that's more accurate and more efficient as well. Okay. That's no, the that's... legislative side of things. The technology side of things is really cool. It's always evolving. So there's new things popping up, new technologies, new new signature styles for the cryptography or, or formats for the verifiable credentials. Some are really awesome. Some are less awesome. Um, some are just immature and, and need a little bit more time to cook before they're uh, ready for uh, large scale adoption. The, the technologies that we focus primarily on for the most privacy preserving credentials are the non-creds that are supported by Hyperledger, Indy, Aries. Um, and those are, are very good at privacy preservation and allowing things like selective disclosure and predicate style proofs. There are other signature styles where business data, for instance, uh, is supportable by um, things like JSON-LD um, credential format signatures. Those are uh, useful and somewhat simpler, but they don't have the privacy preserving features that uh, the Anon creds does. The, the idea that you're going to have only one signature style and that's it is probably uh, naive. There are uh, multiple signature styles out there already. Some of them have been around for quite a while and, and are quite mature. There are new emerging styles such as the, the, the carry technology. I think that after it matures, it will it has great promise, but um, um, for deployment today, I still think that the best in the market is the Anon creds. Um, and, uh, but as NDCO's customers specify what they want, that's what we comply with. We don't, we don't uh, have an axe to grind of one style over another. We recommend the best uh, technology for the problem at hand and uh, help customers adopt uh, whatever will suit their needs best at the best cost and the best uh, performance that, that is available. The technology is very uh, matured over the, the last six years. Um, the adoption of the verifiable credentials data model and the DID specifications at the W3C is a, a, a good step forward. Uh, the work at DIFF and ARIES has, goes at a much faster pace. And then things like the decentralized ecosystem governance, the DGov work that's going on at DIFF is uh, I think remarkable and I think is a game changer for all types of uh, identity solutions um, and will help make for secure systems that are um, able to be decentralized more, to be able to operate offline, to be able to uh, handle those types of things. Okay. Uh, so you touched on a few interesting things there, which is obviously right. There's a bunch of different technologies that you can use for these different credentials. Um, is Indicio using all of them, or at least familiar with all of them? I, you know, are we mostly specialized around a certain area? If you could dig into that a little bit for me, we've mostly been using the Anon creds and uh, Hyperledger Indy technology because it's the strongest for privacy preservation. But we're actively involved in other um, signature styles as well. Um, some of the emerging ones are uh, the OIDC. OID VCI and OID VP, the Open ID Verifiable Credential um, Issuance and Open ID Verifiable Presentations is an, an emerging one. Um, not quite as strong as the Indy technology, not quite as flexible, doesn't take advantage of all the relationship building things that can go on in DIDCOM besides verifiable credentials, but it's a, a new emerging standard we're 
um, getting involved in that as well. We, we monitor all the technologies and the ones that have promise, we um, try to integrate into uh, open source solutions that uh, customers can take advantage of, that the whole world can take advantage of. Uh, but uh, those technologies, as they, they come out, they typically go through a, a, a period of time of solidifying and uh, working the kinks out of a, a new protocol, for instance. And those, those uh, uh, as they mature, then they become part of the, the suite of, of offerings that we can uh, make available. But the, 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 to think that none, no new ones will come out is naive. To think that, um, that the, the standards will not improve over time, the performance will improve, other aspects of the of the technology will constantly evolve, and that's one of the things that we work hard to stay abreast of. Uh, we participate in the open source com uh, community efforts to to keep abreast of what's going on and to help guide where we can the the uh, standards efforts to make sure that they're uh, strong and viable and well tested and then deployed. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so I'm curious, right, as a co-founder and really the the technical leader of Indicio, what has your overarching strategy been for bringing this technology to market and to getting it to the customers? Um, sitting at Sovereign, working with uh, the larger community, but unable to provide product at, at, in that organization uh, gave me a, a, a great vantage point to see what was going on. And a complete solution was probably the biggest problem. Uh, there were wallets, there were issuers, there were verifiers, but bringing the whole thing together to provide a comprehensive solution is a key aspect of Indicio's strategy. The second aspect was training, help people understand what's going on. What is decentralized identity? How does all this stuff work? How do you deploy something? What is DIDCOM? <laughs> How does Akapi work? Those are the questions that customers have. Um, how do you run a network? Uh, how do you participate in a network? Those are the types of things that um, I think we're missing in the marketplace that Indicio set out to, to provide, to uh, make an easy customer journey for um, where no matter where you were, whether you're a novice just coming in and not really knowing anything, or whether you're, you kind of have parts of the system built and just wanted to get the last mile put in together, but take the customer from where they are in their journey from learning about it, architecting, proof of concept, pilot, production, and walk them through, assist them through all the different parts of it, including governance, including marketing, including business development once you have a solution. So comprehensive solution to the problem was what Indicio set out to create. And I think we've done a, a fairly good job of that. And that's what differentiates us, I think, and makes us successful. Absolutely. Uh, so Indicio has been around for, I believe it's around three years, maybe three years and some change now. Uh, how is that strategy, you know, obviously uh, we've started making products and all that kind of thing. How has that strategy kind of adapted uh, over the years or has it adapted? Um, so as we've worked with customers from day one, we've discovered what the weaknesses of the systems are and we've made every effort to fill those in. So having an open source available mobile agent having uh, a mechanism for getting governance translated from the human style into something that a machine can read, adapt, and follow is another one. Those are, those are the types of things where we see holes in the, in the solution, the total ecosystem, and provide a mechanism to, to fill that gap and to help um, whoever we're working with to achieve, achieve success by uh, having that complete solution when they're all done. 
And I think that the overall strategy has not changed. Some of the piece parts that we're using, for instance, uh, as we've focused on mediation, we have pushed hard on a cloud scale mediator that is uh, just about ready to be released. Uh, the first component of that they, uh, has been open sourced. Uh, there's three chunks of it. The second chunk will, after we finish the testing, that will probably uh, be open sourced as well. But the, the idea is to make things focused to shift now from a working system to making things work at scale, to making sure that um, um, both horizontally and, and being able to cluster solutions, things like that, to make sure that those things are reliable and that they fit into um, the infrastructure and the IT um, systems that organizations already have in place. So it's not rip and replace, it's add on, bolt on, integrate, um, make it fit, make it scale, make it um, reportable, make it auditable, um, kind of the, the completeness of the solution is, is the next phase, I think. All right, very cool. Um, so you touched on it a little bit there and we've only got a little bit of time left. So this will be the last question before we kind of wrap it up here. Uh, but if you could give me any insights into where you think the industry is going and uh, where Indicio is focusing next, obviously you mentioned there's a, a cloud scale mediator that is hopefully coming out pretty soon. The cloud scale mediator is an exciting com uh, new component. And I think that helps solve a problem of performance in the mediation part of it. Mediation is what you use to let um, mobile agents talk um, in the, in an ecosystem. They don't have a fixed endpoint, so you don't know how to contact my cell phone. Um, so uh, by having a mediator, it, it provides a mechanism to do that. But if you get a whole bunch of people using a mediator at once, uh, are there bottlenecks? What does the performance look like? And so pushing on that is a, an aspect of allowing the scaling to hit the, the you know, 30 million verifications a year that some of the customers want to have. And, and allow for those interactions to occur at a, at a good pace. And that's, I think that's supportable with the cloud scale mediator technology that we're rolling out. I'm happy to see uh, new bits and pieces uh, coming along, new support for um, uh, new credential signature styles, new uh, bits of cryptography. Those are, those are all kind of all beneath the, the, the surface, but uh, assist for interoperability. Uh, I think interoperability will become a, a, a key aspect of it. Some of the interopathons that we've hosted to ensure solutions interoperating together is, are, are key. Uh, we've worked in some of the solutions that require consortia of providers. And uh, I'm happy to say that our interoperability was uh, remarkably good with other vendors in a, in a system where more than one vendor was uh, participating. So that was uh, kind of a fun thing to watch. I think that's the next phase for the industry as a whole. Test out your interoperability. How well do you work with other solutions that claim to be doing the same uh, type of tech stack and the same type of uh, credentials? All right, no, that sounds awesome. And uh, definitely like uh, growth would happen pretty quickly once it, uh, there's more interoperability. Uh, it is happening, it is happening. Awesome. Uh, well, it looks like that is about our time for today. Uh, if you at home are interested in learning more about verifiable credential technology, uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We'll continue to bring you some more educational content. If you have any questions or specific topics that you'd like for us to cover, go ahead and leave a comment below and we'll be sure to read and address them. And thank you again to you, Ken. Uh, if someone's interested in learning a bit more about the space or digital identity or decentralized identity as, you know, in general, uh, where would you suggest they look? 
the Indicio Academy is where I'd start, and I'd start with the introduction to a decentralized identity uh, class, kind of open for technical people, business leaders, marketers, product managers, that sort of thing. That gives people a, a good background and vocabulary and understanding of how the technology works. That gets them started. We have other other uh, slew of classes as well that uh, take a deeper business or technical dive, but that's a good place to start. And then you could attend community meetings that that uh, discuss the technology that like the Aries Working Group uh, hosted by Hyperledger, things like that to, to get more involved and find out what's going on. But we're we're here to help educate and move people along that journey.